0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a day in the life of podcast with me, Tanya Hassan. In today's episode, I'm joined by a dentist, Doctor Anastasia Talalenko. And to be told, I had an awesome time chatting with her all about what each year in dental school entails and how her experience was like. Doctor Anastasia also gives us some insights onto her dental school journey and how she prepared for the field in high school and undergrad. So now, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Dr. Anastasia. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited for this. I'm so excited to have you on with all your social medias you make dentistry so fun to learn about and (laughs) your love and enthusiasm for the profession really is contagious so I'm looking forward to diving right in. Oh thank you that's very sweet. So um, tell us a bit about what got you into dentistry was this something you had always wanted to pursue from a young age? Yeah
1: so I mean I pretty much knew I wanted to be a dentist since I was like 10 years old. And the only reason I can say that is because I had a mom who was a dentist. So she kind of inspired me to become a part of the profession. Growing up, I saw how great the profession was for her and how much she loved it. And so that was kind of my drive as well. Um, You know, and from that point, since I was 10, I kind of learned every year why I love the profession. Um, you know, I love, I learned loving the hands-on aspect of it, as well as the sciences, which is a big part of the profession, so I kind of grew with it as I grew myself.
0: I love the passion that you've had from such an early age, and how driven you were, Um, but I'm curious to know, um, you know, throughout the journey, had you ever considered a career in medicine, because I know the two have a lot of overlap. It was funny, as I was saying
1: my experience i was thinking about that because there was a time in college when so i always knew i wanted to be a dentist but there was one time in college when i was studying and i was studying with some uh, with a pre-med friend at the time and he was like why don't you just become a real doctor like you study so great you're so smart why don't you become a real doctor and so for a second i was like that's weird i've never thought about becoming a medical doctor um, I always just thought dentistry was my route, and so like for a second I thought about it. But I was like, no, this is what I want to do, um, and so it's always been dentistry um, from the get go.
0: I love how you know you identified that from a young age, and then you you just went and ran with it. That's awesome. Um, So I know you attended undergrad and dental school at Nova Southeastern University through their dual admissions program. So can you talk about your experience in that program and how it works? Because, um, you know, every year dental school is getting super competitive.
1: Yeah, so the dual admissions program, I highly, highly recommend. You you actually start looking into it during high school. Um, So there are some programs where when you apply to colleges your senior year, you can also apply to the dual admissions program at the same time. So, definitely start looking into that junior, senior year in high school um, and look at different programs and when they start considering applicants, because some applicants um, consider you senior year of high school and some it's freshman year of college. Um, so, getting an early head start on that is um, very advantageous. But um, yeah, pretty much my program at Nova Southeastern, you applied when you applied to college. So, senior year, I applied to Nova Southeastern and then I also applied to the dual admissions program at the same time. And then it's an interview process from there. They ask you to come in for an interview. They ask you why you want to become a dentist and go through all these questions. And then if you're accepted, you work through the program through all four or three years of your college, depending on what program you do. I did the three years at dual admissions program. So I graduated after three years. Um, there are some four-year programs, which I was considering changing into because you know, it's college, you want to enjoy your four years. But I ended up deciding on the three-year because I wanted to save money. Um, But pretty much you just want to get a head start in high school on planning on the dual admissions program because some colleges do um, start looking at acceptance in the program once you're a senior.
0: That's really good insight. Yeah, the head start is really the key to um, just really save time throughout the journey, especially um, for this track. Yes. Um, and then in terms of majors, um, do, do you, what did you major in? Like, do you have to major in something like biology or chemistry or can you, do you have like the flexibility to choose like other fields as well? Um, yeah, so I'd say for the most
1: part, my class 80% majored in either biology or chemistry, but you do not have to major in the, in either or, um, there were some students in my class that majored in theater, another, um colleague majored in art, um, someone majored in psychology. So the main thing when you start college is to look into the, the dental prerequisites classes. Um, if you search any d- dental school um, admissions page, it gives you what classes you need to take to get into dental school. Um, so from there, you can pretty much major in anything that you want. The only reason why most people do major in biology or chemistry is because those classes that you need to get into dental school are already integrated into that major. So it kind of saves you time in that regard. But I mean, for the most part, you really can major in anything that you want. And sometimes it does give you a competitive edge. For example, if you major in business, you can talk about in your dental school interview why you did major in business, but then also still pursue dentistry. So it's really up to you. You 100% don't have to major in biology, but I would say most do just because it is um, integrated in the curriculum.
0: That's a great point. Yeah. And like you said, those classes are, those classes establish a pretty solid foundation. Um, And then given dental school is super competitive, how do you set yourself apart when starting to apply for the dentistry track?
1: Um, So yeah, there's just honestly so many ways you can eventually get into dental school. I don't, I wouldn't say there's no like set way of this is what you have to do. Um. everyone has their own course you know I knew early on that I want to become a dentist so I kind of stuck with that but some people don't realize it until they're in college or even after college so I wouldn't say there's any set way of what you need to do um, but I mean kind of the obvious you need to do well in your science classes in college um, high school no one lo- once you're in dental school no one looks at your high school classes but you do kind of build that study skills going from high school so you know focus on the sciences early on especially in high school implement that studying habits in college that you become so you do well in college in your science classes um, and, you and know, i mean for the most part you kind of just want to build the foundation early when you're in high school like i said it doesn't really count towards dental school applications but at least you're building that foundation for the sciences. Maybe you go volunteer at a dental office. I know it's kind of hard with COVID right now. Maybe do, you know, online shadowing if possible um, and just kind of build that foundation, foundation early on.
0: Right. The rigor is really important. And so especially like in high school, would you recommend taking like AP classes and like AP chem or AP bio to just get a bit more familiarized for like undergrad?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Try and take as many science classes as you can in high school, just like I said, to build that foundation early. Um, You know, I took AP biology, uh, physics. uh, I took chemistry on or not not AP. I was too scared of AP chemistry. Um, But no, yeah, definitely just kind of start getting your mind into that course load. Um, It's really beneficial.
0: Right, exactly. Um, And so with the four years of dental school, can you kind of walk us through a little bit about what each one entailed in terms of like the years, which ones were more research-based, which ones are more hands-on clinic-based, and then did you have a favorite year?
1: Yes, so um, first and second year are very science-heavy based. You are going through biochemistry, anatomy, uh, neuroanatomy, microbiology, so it's very just you're in the library studying um, nonstop, honestly. Um, That's very prevalent to first year. You're for the most part in the library studying those classes. And then maybe two days of the week, you do get to go into Sim Lab and prep your first tooth um, for a a cavity or filling. Um, So you do have some hands-on aspects first year. Second year, like I said, you're still studying the, studying the sciences, you're studying pharmacology, um, and then you go d- d- um, dive a little bit into more dentist specific courses. Like you start learning about oral surgery, um, you start learning about endodontics, which is um, root canals and um, more of the subspecialties of dentistry. And then you also are very hands-on in SimLab lab, learning about um, how to do crowns and bridges, learning how to do dentures all on, on a manic and patient. And then third year, you finally start in clinic. That was my favorite year because you're finally doing what you had studied for so long to do, and that is to treat patients and help patients. And so third year was my favorite because, um, because of that. So you're pretty much in clinic from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, treating patients or observing other colleagues uh, treat patients. And then sometimes you will have one class in the morning before clinic, but for the most part, you're just you know learning dentistry. And then fourth year is strictly treating patients. You really don't have any classes. Um, Fourth year is a little bit more stressful though, compared to third year, because you have a lot of board examinations. So your mindset is to kind of become licensed more than learning. You're just trying to get out of school at that point. Um, So uh, yeah, third year was my favorite though.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Thanks for walking us through that. It's a really comprehensive overview. (laughs) um and then I do know that during dental school um you did a volunteer trip and provided free dental care so how was that experience like yes so I highly recommend
1: I mean you can even honestly do it in college you can go volunteer on like a, a medical trip but I highly recommend doing one in dental school um you do it most of the time before your third year Um, just because that's when you're starting clinic or you'll do it after your third year. So you don't really want to go on the trip until you actually know how to kind of do dentistry somewhat a little bit. Um, But the trip was amazing. We went to Jamaica with a, a group in my dental class and we provided free dental care for about a week. And we got really heavy on extractions. We did a couple fillings and it was a really great learning experience, especially when you just started the clinic. It, you, it really lets you dive deep into how you eventually want to become as a clinician and hopefully provide that care in the future.
0: Wow. That's such a gratifying experience. Um, and it makes it just so real and also so fun and a great way to give back.
1: Yeah, it was, it was probably one of the best experiences in dental school. And also you're just with That group that are like like like-minded people that want to help everyone else, so it's just a really fun time,
0: right? Exactly. Um, and I also know that you got accepted into a endodontics residency program, so congratulations! Thank you.
1: (laughs) It still doesn't feel real because it doesn't start for a little bit, but no, it's I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Um, so I know you were mentioning a bit earlier, um, it's about root canals, but can you tell our listeners a bit more about what endo really is?
1: Sure, so um, endodontics is the subspecialty of pretty much root canals. Um, you know, as a general dentist, you do do root canals. You know, you do do extractions like an oral surgeon does. It's just once you specialize, you are go- going into the harder cases and you are kind of um, practicing that one specialty. You can't really do, um, you know, fillings necessarily when, once you're a specialist into a certain area, you kind of only really are strict into that um, um, r- subspecialty, which is a good thing because then you become the master quote unquote of that subspecialty. But yeah, for, like I said, for the most part, I am gonna specialize in doing root canals. Um, it'll be kind of harder cases. That's kind of why you go into the specialties. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I still am gonna learn eventually more about what the, that practice entails. So, I don't know 100% how my day to day will look like, but I'm just excited to kind of learn one aspect of dentistry and become really great
0: at that. I love the subspecialty focus. Um, that's and like the learnings and challenges ahead. That's really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so, is this something, is endo something that you had your heart set on like before entering dental school? Like you knew that you wanted to specialize, or did you like discover this interest during the years of school? Um,
1: so... I didn't know I wanted to become an endodontist until my last year of dental school and I think that's important for anyone to kind of that wants to go into dentistry to keep in mind is that um, you know even if you want to be an orthodontist or you want to be a general dentist you really won't know to figure out that you actually have a passion in something else in dental wise until you get to dental school and kind of go through the different specialties so, you know, I always thought I want to be a general dentist. That's what I want to be since I was 10 years old. That's what my mom is. That's what my sister is as well. So I just thought, you know, this is when I'm going to continue to carry on. And then last year of dental school, I, re- well, it started a third year clinic where I really learned that I love doing root canals. Um, and it's funny because I actually hated root canals during Sim Lab when we had our, um, core initial course I hated them I like thought this is the worst thing ever um and then eventually during clinic I kind of came around to it ended up loving it and I had a really great uh mentor instructor who kind of told me you know you don't realize it yet but you're going to go into endo and I think that I was just so set on general dentistry that I didn't realize that I could have you know could be great at something else and so um I didn't know know this until fourth year, and so it's kind of a good lesson for anyone that wants to go into dentistry. You may be passionate about dentistry itself, but you will find a deeper passion once you go into dental school of maybe a different specialty or or general dentistry as is.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that you had that experience Um, and, you know, to just find something that you really love, and it's a great lesson for all, you know, my listeners to really just have that growth mindset. Yes. Um, and then so kind of switching gears a bit to, um, you know, the financial and like business side of things. I know that dental school is one of the most expensive graduate programs. And so mm-hmm. if a financial burden is something that's really weighing heavy on a person's decision to go to dental school, what are some like financial tips you'd give them? And when you were applying to schools, how did you take those finances into consideration?
1: Yeah, so I um... When I so when you finally get accepted in dental school, they send you this cost of attendance letter. And when I first got that letter, I bawled my eyes out because it's scary. Yeah. It's scary, honestly. Um, thinking about how much money you'll spend on your education, and at the end of the day, education is extremely important. And money isn't the end of you know your life. There are greater things in life, but it's scary to invest so much in one thing in so many years in one thing. So I was freaked out when I first got that letter. Um, But now that I've graduated and kind of gone over that and am starting to make money, um, it's a little bit more of a relief that I didn't think I would ever attain for for a couple more years. You know, you do end up making a pretty decent income to where you can stabilize that debt. Where I just didn't think that was ever going to happen. So um, it's it's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. You know, I'm still only one one year into practicing dentistry, but it it is a little bit of a relief for anyone that's listening, because um, you think it's really scary knowing the number that it is. And my number was four hundred thousand dollars when I got my uh, letter of attendance, which is a lot of money. But um, and I took out student loans, which I, most people do, unfortunately. So I took that all out through government funding. And um, if you could, my biggest piece of advice for the finances is to find a way to get that number down. So whether that's going to a cheaper dental school or if that's um, you know applying to become a mil- part of the military where they uh, uh, pay for all four years of your school, um, I'd highly advise that. There's also, um, I forget the name of it, but there's a, like a public health scholarship too, which is kind of similar to the um, military except, you know, they pay for your four years and then afterwards you work in a public health clinic for maybe two to three years afterwards. So like I was saying, just try and really bring down that number as best as you can. You you know, maybe try and work in college if you have the time to um to save up. But yeah, for the most part, a lot of people do take out um student loans.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that advice. And I feel like even considering more price-friendly undergrad options too is important. Yes.
1: Yeah. Try and get as many scholarships as possible during undergrad. Um, I was fortunate where I had an academic scholarship in undergrad and I didn't pay any money. So my student debt is only from dental school. And so, you know, like I was kind of saying earlier, build that foundation early in high school so that you can get into good colleges and potentially good scholarships to kind of help you in the long run.
0: That's impressive. Thank you. Um, and so getting into a bit of the business side of things, um, in dental school, what like what experience do you have with like the business and administrative side of like running a practice? Do they teach a lot of that in dental school?
1: Um, unfortunately, no, they, they've they tried to. Um, a lot of dental schools will now kind of integrate that towards your fourth year, which is when you should be starting to think about it, to be honest, because for the most part, you really just want to dive deep into dentistry and knowing all aspects of dentistry. But the reality is once you graduate, it becomes more, especially if you want to open a practice eventually, it becomes more business heavy. And you really don't learn that at all um, during dental school. Um, like I said, maybe some of your fourth year, but not enough to where you actually know how to run a business. So that's why some. That's why I was kind of saying honestly earlier, if you major in business, it actually might be really advantageous just because in the long run, it will help you learning how to run a dental practice. Um, But yeah, I mean, for the most part, I don't know how to run a dental practice. Um, Hopefully one day, if that's something I want to do, my fiance will help me because he's in finance, but um, that's something I really have no clue how to do, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, so I guess you just acquire it, you know, by working at a practice and experience, on the job training.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for example, right now, I just started working in an office and I am learning the business side as I have started working on my own. And it's just kind of, as you go, you learn, but it's not something that really dental school goes, kind of works with you and helps you understand.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's like, once you do own a practice, it's like, you know, you kind of wear so many hats. You're a business owner, an entrepreneur, and like the main employee providing dental care. And then on top of that, managing your staff and even just dealing with different attitudes, personality types. So it can definitely be like difficult to juggle all those roles.
1: Yeah, it's especially difficult when you're trying to juggle all those roles and then also still trying to be the best dentist because dentistry as itself is really mentally time consuming. Um, uh, and so to also then run a business at the same time is like, it's just crazy. Um, some people do it and I just, I'm not there yet at all because dentistry to focus on on its own is so tasking. So yeah. it's actually incredible how some some dentists and business owners are able to do it.
0: Right, exactly. Thank you for that insight. And now to just wrap some things up and so our listeners can get to know you a bit better, um, Mm -hmm. I'd like to transition to a rapid fire round of questions. um, And um, yeah, you can just let me know what you think. Okay. (laughs) Okay. um, So the first one is, first, where that comes to mind to describe yourself? Determined. Okay. Um, what are you reading or listening to right now? Nothing. I'm so bad. I don't read and I need to. It's
1: fine. It's. <laughs> I need to. That's, that's one of my
0: things that I need to start. So thank you for the reminder. Um, and so in light of the current pandemic, how do you recharge and reset? Um,
1: watching the sunset, honestly, at the end of my work day, I like to go and just sit on my balcony
0: and watch the sunset. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. That's so peaceful and relaxing, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the best thing that has happened to you this week personally or professionally? Um, best thing, let me
1: think. Um, um, our best thing is probably I cemented these two, uh, two anterior crowns that the patient really loved and they cried from it. So it really made me happy providing that care.
0: Oh, that's really cool. If you were not a dentist, what would you be? Yeah,
1: I have thought about this so many times. I literally couldn't tell you. that That's like the only thing I can imagine myself doing. So nothing else.
0: <laughs> wow, that's, that's that's a match made profession. <laughs> um, And then the last one is, what is one thing that you're excited about I am super excited to be moving to New York
1: and starting residency. That's
0: so exciting. And oh, and
1: man, me and my fiance are going to move into like our own actual apartment in New York City for the first time. So I'm excited for like our relationship growth too.
0: That's really cool. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Dr. Anastasia, for coming on the show today. I had such a lovely time chatting with you. And I wish you all the best for your future endeavors and with residency. You're gonna rock it. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, this is really fun. Of course. And I'll be linking all your socials and the link to your blog in the show notes. And it's a really awesome resource, everyone. So definitely be sure to check that out and pass it along to others as well yeah thank you so much again thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode be sure to subscribe and leave a review I'd love to know what y'all think to learn more check out my instagram and youtube at finlit for teens and if you're interested to hear from a certain profession feel free to dm me so we can get them on the show thank you again and see y'all soon